welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Thursday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by my friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business since 1983. Two Rivers Ford out in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, I'll tell you all about their no-brainer offer that you can get in on the action, even though Week 15 is officially underway. Still plenty of time to bet on the NFL or whatever it is that you choose to bet. Do so in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address without the stress. And if you need HVAC, no one better than Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, Chiefs and the Chargers going at it right now in SoFi Stadium. Fantastic competition for who's going to sit atop the AFC West at this point. Now, the current standings as far as the top seeds in the AFC look like this just for your edification. You were looking at the Patriots who will play the Colts this weekend. They're in Indianapolis. You've got the Titans at two. You've got the Chiefs at three and the Ravens at four, sitting down there at eight and five. The rest of the playoff picture so far, the Chargers are a wild card. The Colts are officially in the postseason picture, and the Bills are the last one in. Other receiving votes, basically, others who still have a chance to make some noise, the Browns, the Bengals, the Broncos, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, that's specifically in the AFC. And right now, as we're sitting here just under the two-minute warning, 151 to play, clock running. Justin Herbert just whipped a uh, quick pass, quick flare pass out to Austin Eckler. 14 to 10 is the lead. It's second down currently. Not sure what the yardage is. And Herbert and Herbert and Mahomes are going at it. We'll spend some time on them later in the show. And also, I've got some stuff for Urban Meyer that I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy. But with the standings right now, what? What should your rooting interests be? And the the question that I have for you to start tonight's show, your Two Rivers Ford take, is this. What would you rather have happen for the Titans this weekend? Would you prefer that they reclaim the number one seed in the AFC, or would you prefer them to clinch the AFC South this weekend? Have their division wrapped up, guarantee a postseason slot, and live to fight another day as far as the Top, top seed is concerned. What would you prefer? Just out of curiosity, I'd be interested to know. With the uh, And I'll tell you how that would come to pass here in just a second. What would you rather have? The one seed or the division in hand on December? What will that be? I think it's December the 19th is the date for Sunday against the Steelers. Anyway, your Two Rivers Ford take. Give it to me in the chat. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business because of the amount of emphasis that they place on customer service. That is why you go to Two Rivers. Not just an incredible product in American-made Ford vehicles. Not just the fact that it's one of the best dealerships, car dealerships across the state, regardless of Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business because they have been doing business with Middle Tennessee with honesty and integrity since 1983. They've done it for nearly 40 years. They'll do it into the next 40 as well. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So 
you know, this is always an interesting time of year because, of course, all of us are looking ahead and as far as the standings are concerned and how each game affects whichever team that, you know, you're rooting for or the team that I cover. Like, we're all paying attention to the Chiefs and the Chargers tonight because this is an AFC market. We're talking about the number two team in the AFC right now in Tennessee, and this game has the potential to impact that. Just as there are other games, well, one other game, one other big game, that has the ability to impact the Titans' results as well. And I'm going to tell you which two instances you should be rooting for. But first, I want you to hear a clip from Mike Vrabel, because the way that we think about things, it's different than how Mike thinks about things. And for all of the fuss that you and me and everybody else who's watching and consuming this stuff 24-7, for all the fuss that we make about the playoff picture, uh, Mike's not necessarily focused on all that. I have a question from Teresa. She wants to know... Uh, how good is it to be in a position potentially to clinch the division this weekend if things fall correctly for you? I, you know, haven't given that you know much thought. It is, um, you know, our weekly approach to try to figure out, you know, how we prepare to win and ultimately win on Sunday, and then you know, we'll move on to the next one. And if you know things happen, then I guess that's great. But you know, we're really just trying to focus on having a great day today. So that's Mike Vrabel, I think, talking to the media on Monday about, you know, what his team's focused on. And yes, it would be great if they were able to clinch the AFC South and uh, and they'll have, listen, they have to beat the Steelers in either one of these scenarios for this to come off without a hitch. But it is interesting to know that one or the other is possible and both are hugely impactful. Oh my God, what a horrendous drop. That would have been a touchdown. By number 87 for the Chargers. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth for Justin Herbert. That's the, he has had passes dropped all over the place today. By the way, 89, uh, Parnum. Oh, that's Jared. Oh my God, that's Jared Cook. <laughs> I, I how, how frustrated have you, I mean, as a Titans fan, if you were watching this team, you know, for the better part of a decade at this point, the, uh, the frustrations of, oh my God, he's not going to get this touchdown. He's not going to get this touchdown. This was such robbery by uh, by Jared Cook. But I'm sure you as a Titans fan, you've seen a lot of Jared Cook drops in your day. It's uh, it's not shocking that he's still in the league because he's still a talented player. But damn, I can hear Jeff Fisher's voice in my head. Cookie. <laughs> Blew it. What a brutal drop. All right. For all of that, the, the fuss and the muss that we're making – about the postseason, Mike Vrabel's not worried about it. Mike Vrabel's just focused on beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, as I ran through that uh, breakdown of where the AFC is right now, Patriots, Titans, you have the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, I had to check how many fingers I had up in the air. You have the Chargers right now, six is the Colts, seven the Buffalo Bills with that additional wild card spot, remember, that they instituted for the first time last year. So, We'll uh, we'll keep track of this for you. Just called a timeout. The Chiefs did. Chargers look like they're on. It's fourth and goal from the two right now. About a yard and a half, actually. And it looks like LA is going to go for it. Andy Reid just called a timeout, though. So we'll keep track of this. This is an exciting game. For the Titans, though, the two results that they should be rooting for, I'll tell you the first. I'll tell you this one first. Because this is the game that's on right now. Chiefs and Chargers is the game 
that's on right now. And we'll talk about which one of these teams is the greater threat momentarily. But there is a there's an argument for both sides, right? If you drop the Chiefs, they get further away from the top seed. And then you have the ability for the Chargers to pull into the lead in that division. The Chargers then become your opponent. But I saw our buddy Mike Miracles, Mike Herndon, uh, formerly of Broadway Sports. Now I think he's just shouting things onto the internet. And I think he's doing more of it than when he was working for Broadway. Anyway, Mike says, tonight's game is an interesting one from a Titans perspective. As counterintuitive as it seems, I think Mike thinks that Tennessee should be rooting for Kansas City. Here's why. This game doesn't matter if the Titans finish 4-0. They'll hold the head-to-head tiebreaker with KC if both were 13-4 and and would finish ahead of the Chargers by a game if they both won out. So scratch that result from the ledger. If the Titans finish 3-1 and and the Chargers win out, the Chargers would win any tiebreaker with Tennessee. So for Tennessee to have any leeway to drop a game and still finish ahead of the eventual AFC champ, AFC West champs, they need the winner of this game to lose at least one of their last three. The remaining schedules for the Chargers and the Chiefs, LA's look like this. They're at Houston. They're hosting Denver, and they finish in Week 18 against the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. The Chiefs, their schedule, they play Pittsburgh next after the Titans do that, and they'll play them at home. They're at Cincinnati and at Denver to finish the regular season. Mike's, Mike writes, I think KC is the better team, but the Chargers have a significantly easier schedule after this game. So I think the odds of them running the table are higher. I think that Mike's probably laid out the most sensible approach, right? Common, common sense, I think, would tell you, as Mike just explained, that you should favor the Chargers over the Chiefs tonight. But that's not necessarily so, given how things look in the long term. Now, there's no guarantee that the Chiefs' schedule will end up being harder than the Chargers because the NFL is weird. But I think that you should also be, you should almost be rooting for Kansas City at this point for all of the reasons that Mike just laid out. And that's the first result that I think you should uh, you should be interested in. But the bigger result is this weekend, right? If the Titans win and the Colts win, the Titans are the top seed in the AFC. If the Titans win and the Patriots win, remember it's uh, New England at Indianapolis the week, this weekend. If New England wins, the Titans, if they beat Pittsburgh, automatically clinch the AFC South. So division or back in the one seed, but playoffs still up in the air. It's a, I mean, they're 99.9% chance guaranteed of making the postseason. So I think it's an interesting conversation. And I want to know from you, would you rather them, uh, would you rather see the Colts win against New England and see the Titans in the one seed or New England win and the Titans clinch their division and work towards the one seed after that? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And while you guys do that, I'll tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, this game promises to be high scoring. This game between the Chiefs and the Chargers that we're watching right now on Thursday Night Football, there have already been points scored. But with a no-brainer offer that you can get from DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. 
If you're a new customer who bets just $1 on any team to score, you can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. There's also same-game parlays, which allows you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. So, one seed or the division? What would be your choice? It's an interesting question. Now, I feel like I know where the majority of the answers are going to go, but I'm curious to see if my uh, if my thought process was correct. Um, let's see. We've got the Patriots still got to play the Bills again and Miami, so put the Colts down. Brian wants the division over the one seed. He thinks that the Patriots have a tougher road to go. Uh, let's see. I'll take option one for 500, Alex, says Carl Clemens. And option one in this particular scenario would be for the AFC uh for the top spot in the AFC it's uh it's pretty interesting right so just to kind of go through the the playoff the numbers for you um and this is courtesy of ESPN.com's the football power index their percentage chance to make the playoffs and and how they can go about doing this so ESPN's football power index gives the Titans a 99.3 chance to make the postseason and a 98.1 chance to win their division. Pretty good percentages. And the blurb here, I believe it's from, I'm sure it's from Tehran, but uh, it does not have Tehran. No, I think it's from Kevin Seifert. Um, so Seifert writes, the Titans found a perfect antidote on Sunday from their two-game losing streak. The Jags showed up in Nashville and rolled over as usual, giving the Titans an easy victory. It was the Titans' fifth consecutive victory over the Jags and their eighth in the team's past nine matchups. Titans own the Jags. Nothing new. <clears throat> what Seifert adds is this. Tennessee could clinch the AFC South as early as Sunday with a win over the Steelers and a Colts loss to the Patriots. And the Titans will continue to be in position to overtake the Patriots or the Chiefs for the top spot in the AFC. The Patriots currently hold an advantage in conference record but the Titans have the head-to-head tiebreaker with Kansas City. Remember, the Titans have the NFL's easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way. 32 out of 32. You should cruise. Their remaining games are against the Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans. That's the easiest, easiest strength of schedule remaining in the National Football League. And it's coming at a time where you're getting healthy. So all of this is trending well. Now, of course, it's important for the uh, for the Titans to flat out win their game. They have to handle their own business before they can worry about somebody else doing them solid. And there are still um, ways for the Titans to win their division and to reclaim the, the, the one seed if they lose this weekend, but it gets a hell of a lot harder. You're in the part of the season where you're just jockeying for position and you're trying to keep up. So all of that to say that from my perspective, I think you're looking for the Colts to get a win. I think you're rooting for the Chiefs tonight. I think you're rooting for the Colts on Saturday night because I think 
that to win the division is much easier than getting your hands back on the one seed. And an opportunity to get back in as the one seed, that's all you can ask for right now. You need the Patriots, or you need the Colts to beat the Patriots. You need Indianapolis and Carson Wentz at home to handle business against New England. No more scary Tom Brady. The Colts boogeyman has always been Bill Belichick, but this is a different version of what was at one time a great rivalry with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. But at this juncture, the Colts and the Patriots, who are both coming off a bye week, if memory serves, I think that's right. I'm pretty sure those two teams had the latest bye that there's ever been a late bye, like because of the expanded regular season schedule. So I'm pretty certain that both of these teams are coming off a bye week. And at this point, I think there's a lot of promise in getting your hands back on the top spot. The division is nice. You can get the division. There will still be opportunity. If you win, if you win the conference, you've probably won your division. So all they have to do is focus on that. Well, they have to focus on winning their game and then hoping that Indianapolis, Indianapolis not necessarily uh, inclined to doing Tennessee favors, but I think for the purposes of their own postseason hopes, even though that would further entrench them as a wild card, and that would be a wild card. I don't know that the Titans would want to face again if they're, you know, if they're not fully healthy. We'll see what they look like come postseason time. And a first round bye would sure help. So as far as I'm concerned, get your hands on that one seat and let everything else come to pass after the fact. Now, rooting interest for uh rooting interest for the Chiefs and the uh the Chargers, we've kind of laid out, but we'll Go through that here in just a second. And the question that I have for you guys about this game that is getting ready to come out of the half, who's the bigger AFC threat? Do you believe it to be the Chiefs or the Chargers at this point? Give me your response on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. You're going to see hear some great analysis from Greg Cosell of NFL Films on this. Chargers or Chiefs, who is the bigger threat in the AFC? At this point, now at halftime, Chargers have a four-point lead, and uh, we'll continue to talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton is where you go for the best real estate information in Middle Tennessee. The Ashton team knows Nashville and the surrounding areas better than anybody in the business. It's one of the many reasons why they're the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. Trust the Ashton team to put you in a position to succeed with the best intel in Middle Tennessee. Do it today and sell for home. Uh sell for more in this incredibly beneficial seller's market with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So who is the bigger threat? Do you think it's Mahomes? Do you think it's Justin Herbert? Do you think it's the Kansas City defense? Do you like what Brandon Staley has going with Joey Bosa and that crew? There are a lot of different ways to look at this and say, based off tonight, I mean, both are problematic, um, regardless of who the opponent is, whether it's a future Titans opponent or for the AFC in general. I don't think either you would want to see either of these teams come postseason time, but the Titans do have a strategy and have typically brought game plans that 
have given them a chance against Kansas City, even if, I mean, they have, Mike Vrabel is what, two and one against the Chiefs right now? So it's not like they haven't had success against them. So there is a clear game plan to beating them. And Los Angeles is a different opponent, but you're going to play out there at SoFi next year anyway. Um, So why not, you know, why not learn a little more and see if you can't rough one of them up? But who do you consider to be the greater threat? At this point, um, for let's go down. I oh, forgive me the com- a lot of comments. I appreciate how uh, enthusiastic you guys are tonight. Uh, Mahomes for sure says Brian Bowman. He's the greater threat, and you know, watching tonight, he still looks uncertain about some stuff. Mahomes does. I think that he's starting to adjust to the fact that he has a good run game and he doesn't have to make these crazy plays all of the time, and he doesn't have to throw five touchdown passes for them to win games. Um, but it's still kind of it's still kind of off-kilter, it feels like. Watching the Chargers, you see how much further Justin Herbert has come in this offense and how much more willing the Chargers are to open things up. They're throwing passes down the field now in a way where uh, his a- average air yards per attempt, Justin Herbert, it was pretty pretty limited. To start the season, they were trying to keep him, you know, trying to keep him playing sound fundamental football and not getting too aggressive, which of course leads to turnovers. And remember that Brandon Staley is by trade a defensive coordinator. So defensive coaches hate the idea of turnovers until such time as their quarterback gives them a reason to be trusted. And Justin Herbert has done that so far. Uh, TP says, Damn, Buck, you ain't looking at no YouTube comments tonight. Come on, my guy, TP. I'm trying to keep up. I really am. There's a lot of comments and we listen, you guys don't want to just sit. You guys don't want to come to the show and listen to me read comment after comment after comment. So I try to work them in where they fit, but uh, you know, I'm fortunate TP. You guys are super excited to, uh, to chime in on the chat all the time. And so I try to get to uh, as many as I can, you know, without completely disrupting the show, like I just did. So I hope you're happy TP Mahomes as a threat would always seem to me to be the answer until Justin Herbert, until we see him do things at a level where we are projecting him to be. There's a lot of promise there, but we're projecting him to be this kind of great quarterback. And he seems to be well on his way in year two. I think to me, the chiefs are the greater threat. And I'll tell you why the chiefs are a greater threat. And it's not because of Mahomes and the offense. It's because that defense Tonight, without Chris Jones, defense is playing exceptional football right now. Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, other than the Raiders game, for the last, oh, I don't know, it's probably been close to two months now, and my buddy Matt Bowen on the Matchup Show and I had this conversation last week. It was prior, it was before the game this Sunday when obviously their offense did have a, a nicer feel to it. But if, in the game they played the week prior, and I, I'm just turning around to look at my schedule. So the week sure. prior... KC played Denver, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, they won that game. That was the game they won, to, I guess, 22 to 9 or whatever it was. But, yeah. but I just, Matt and I were just talking and said, boy, everything looks hard for the Chiefs' offense. And that's the way it's kind of been for, oh, as I said, the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, they've tried to really get Mahomes back playing with a sense of rhythm. He's even talked about that publicly the fact that, hey, I want to get in the pocket. I want to play from the pocket. Look, you don't want to stop him from making special plays, but you've got to channel that and you've got to find a balance. The game can't be played predominantly outside of structure. You can't, you can't build 
a week-to-week consistent offense that way, counting on outside of structure plays. So they're trying to play more in within structure. They're trying to get a run game going. Mahomes, any given week, is capable of absolutely special plays because the talent level is off the charts. But it's just hard to play that way. And they're, uh, you know, their defense has really carried them over the last six, seven games. I mean, they put up, I, I saw it on Twitter somewhere, and I can't remember the details of it, but their their numbers defensively over the last six games have been historic to some degree. So this has really been, amazingly enough, a defense-fueled uh, team in this six-game winning streak. Mark Beach says, I like that uh, I like that he has it in a corkboard old school. Yeah. Greg, Greg is uh Greg is an insane person with the way that he keeps track of all these different NFL teams and watches film. And that's from, of course, the podcast that Greg and I do every week, the install with Greg Cosell. Wherever it is you get your podcast, throw us a nice rating and review. And here, great analysis of not just this game. Obviously, this game is already underway, but we talked about the Colts and the Patriots. We of course talked about the Titans' offensive issues right now and how well their defense is playing. There's a lot of good information every week in the install, so make sure you uh, follow us in your favorite podcast app and throw us a rating and review. We'd be surely grateful if you did. MB says, so has our defense. I have no idea where our offense is. Well, MB, um, if you listen to the podcast, Greg and I talk about this, and not to give the whole thing away, but you're correct about the defense. The defense now, I mean, just with fresh legs, and we'll see what happens. Bud Dupree participated again in practice today. If he goes three straight days, I bet he, I bet he's active for Sunday in Pittsburgh. And of course, like I said, I'll be in Pittsburgh. We'll do primetime live from Pittsburgh after the game. The offense, if you go listen to the podcast, what Greg and I focus on is their pass one. Well, two things, all right? Two things specifically. Their pass protection, run blocking seems to be fine, but their pass protection and where their intermediate passing game has gone because they don't appear to have one. And there's a much more detailed explanation from Greg about that on the podcast, so go check it out. I don't want to uh I don't want to uh, I don't want to recite what Greg what Greg said and uh, and do it incorrectly because Greg's a lot smarter than I am even though, you know, I'm somebody who covers this stuff for a living. Greg's able to Greg is basically my translator every week. When there's something on a football field that I don't understand or I think I'm seeing something that I'm not actually seeing, I text Greg or I email Greg and I say, "Hey, I need explanations for X, Y, and Z and we need to do it on the podcast cuz I'm sure I'm not the only one who's trying to figure out what it what it is exactly that I'm watching and Greg does that. Um spectacularly nobody's better as far as well there's a lot of people that have doing this that have done this at a high level and do this at a high level but greg is without question one of the best so with all that being said um the start of the second half is underway we're about 12 minutes in patrick mahomes just threw an incompletion off the hands of number 13 i think that's i i think is 13 sprinkle i think 13 is sprinkle which never Never stops making me laugh. I'm pretty sure that's who that is for the Chiefs. I can't remember who that is, but they're going to attempt a field goal and bring this to a one-point game. About 33 yards on the attempt uh, from fourth and eight. Chargers leading 14 to 10. If you are uh, 
14-13 because Butker just made his attempt. So uh, Byron Pringle, not Sprinkles. Spr there's, a, there's a Sprinkles running or there's a Sprinkle. I think there's a Sprinkle running around out there. But Bri Byron Pringle is so good. <laughs> I'm sitting here calling a grown man Sprinkles. Uh, and his name's Pringle. I apologize, Byron. Uh, deepest, great name, Byron Pringle. All right. So with all that being said, I think that you should be rooting for the Chiefs tonight for all the reasons that I laid out earlier. And that's something that you'll continue to keep track of tonight and then Saturday when the Colts and the Patriots play in Indianapolis this weekend. Jeremy Sprinkle is who I'm thinking of. Thank you, Titans, Kyle. You guys are always there for me. Sprinkle and Pringle. Where is Sprinkle at tight end? Can anybody answer me that? I knew there was a, I love, I love that there's just some giant human being out there running around with the, the word sprinkle on his back. Matt Stanley says, but got cupcakes on the mind with sprinkles. No, we're on a diet. <laughs> we're on a diet right now. Actually, not right now because on Thursday nights, I, uh, I always have a nice dinner because that's the end of my primetime week and I celebrate it by eating, uh, by, uh, by eating basically is how I should have ended that sentence, but I always get a nice dinner on Thursday nights. So, uh, but I ate it earlier, so at least I've had time to digest, and it's not just sitting on my stomach at the end of the night after prime time's done. Anyway, the sprinkle is in Washington with the Washington football team. Says producer Reed, excellent, excellent work by producer Reed, who makes this show happen behind the scenes each and every night. Okay, let's move on and let's do the Brimac bounce back candidate of the week. Now, normally how this works is I ask you to nominate who you think needs to bounce back in sports. And what I would say to you is that we're all going to have the same answer. We're all going to have the same answer. And if you don't, I'm I'm sorry. I'm taking the control out of your hands just this one time. Every other week that we do Brimac bounce back, you can be in charge. But tonight, I have to tell you who your Brimac bounce back candidate is going to be. And the question that I have for you regarding the bounce back is this. What will you miss most about Urban Meyer? Let me know on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. The nominee for the bounce back is Urban Meyer. I don't know if he's capable of bouncing back. Something tells me, based on the sliminess of his uh, of his existence, he's probably going to be able to do it, and it will drive me crazy in the interim because Urban Meyer continuing to get jobs is just exactly what's wrong with the hiring process. But the Brimac bounce back. The bounce back candidate is old Uncle Herb. And the question that I have for you is what will you miss most about Urban Meyer as the head coach of the Jets? Because I have a whole list of things that I'm going to miss about Urban. And I'll tell you exactly what that is here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at Brimac Mechanical who present this feature each and every night. Night, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brimac Mechanical is the best in the business. Brimac has you covered, whether it's commercial, whether it's residential, whether you need duct work done to improve your air quality, Brimac does it all. Family-owned business, the best in the business, because they will make sure that you are taken care of no matter what your needs, as long as they're HVAC. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. Get in your comfort zone with Brimac, if you would. What are you going to miss most about Urban? I think there's a lot of things that I'm going to miss about Urban. If you listen to the radio show today, I did a whole in memory of Urban Meyer. I thought it was great. 
thought it was the best thing that we've done all week. Maybe that's a low bar, but I thought it was great. Lucas Panziga did a great job on that. Zach Lyons, our buddy from the Football and Other F-Words podcast, says, I'll miss everything Buck Urban was taken from us just too soon. And I'm inclined to agree with you, my guy. Uncle Herb was a great source of content, a great source of comedy, unless you're Josh Lambeau, who was physically assaulted by his head coach. And for the only justification being, I'll kick you whenever the bleep I want because I'm the bleeping head ball coach or something to that effect. And it was funny today to watch to watch the Jags interim head coach, who is offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, get up at the podium and answer press conference questions as the new interim head coach of the Jags. And I realize that I'm going to miss everything about Urban because what Daryl Bevel is not going to do is he's not going to cause headlines. All he can do is smile and wave. I did the math, and I think you got a, a really good chance of finishing with more career wins as an interim coach than Urban has a head coach. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> Nothing. I won't say anything. So, if you didn't hear the reporter's question to, to Daryl Bevel, he's saying, I did the math, and I think that you may be able to double Urban Meyer's uh, win total as an NFL head coach. And I think Daryl Bevel's facial expression after that said it all. I'm going to miss everything. About Urban, the Urban Meyer experience is such a such a such a such a special place to exist. MB says, "Buck, I think Urban just wanted to be a kicker for that game." No, Urban, Urban doesn't want to do anything. Urban's just a just a waste of space. I mean, he is he is just he is just human human garbage. And and now uh, his firing further entrenches me in that position just as the story from the Tampa Bay Times did last night I've never seen anything spiral out of control in modern day football the way that Urban Meyer did for not even 17 regular season games he made it 13 made it 30 he wouldn't even have made the old NFL regular season he would have been gone three games before a full NFL regular season a year ago this year he finished for sure Urban Meyer we knew thee well, and I can't wait to see you back on the sidelines at, you know, some Power 5 football program that's going to hire him to fix things. God knows. It's going to drive me crazy. Uh, we'll easily triple his character total, too, says Justin Fremstad. Yeah, you know, I mean, Urban and his daughters out there on social media today saying that this was a media creation, and I didn't realize that I'd gotten Urban Meyer fired. Deepest apologies to, I believe her name is Gigi. Meyer, uh, who was posting all over her Instagram story about how good a guy her dad is. And I thought it was funny because it was, it was prefaced with, you know, we may not agree on my dad being a good guy. And I said, you know what? Uh, you're right. We do not agree, but I appreciate you being willing to have that conversation. Oof. Ryan Dominic says, Freddie Kitchens was pretty bad. I mean, but he won, he won like, I mean, Urban won two games and was a clown show. Like, if you want to have that conversation just in modern day football, like I'm not going to go all the way back to, uh, uh, Oh, Lou Holtz with like the jets. I, I mean, I wasn't around for that Lou Holtz with the jets. So I couldn't speak to that, even though I heard I've read that that is a, a disaster, uh, of an experience. And there's many rich Kotite. Uh, there's a lot of different names out there that you associate with the worst coaches 
in the NFL. Frank Cush, I think, is another one. But like in modern day football, Freddie Kitchens probably makes that list. Hugh Jackson definitely makes that list. Urban Meyer, obviously, probably our crown jewel in this conversation. You got Adam Gase. I think Titans fans would probably say Ken Wisenhunt. Maybe the whole league didn't experience Ken Wisenhunt as publicly as Titans fans did, but Ken Wisenhunt was a disaster. Um, I would say those five, I am pro- I think I'm leaving one out. I made a list, ironically enough, uh, of the uh, of the worst coaches in modern-day football. Let me double-check. If I did miss a list, Wizard Hunt, Adam Gase, Urban Meyer, Freddie Kitchens, Hugh Jackson. No, that's all five. All uh, very, very, very bad examples, but I think Urban might be the worst. I think you guys are the best. I always think you guys are the best. You are the best for supporting the show. Make sure you support the people who make this show free for you. That's Two Rivers Ford. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Brymac Mechanical. And, of course, our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. When next we talk, it will be in Pittsburgh. Um, and I will enjoy doing that. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I think that traveling right now doesn't necessarily make me excited because the NFL just brought down all kinds of new protocols and I don't know what this is going to look like by the time the season ends, but I'll be there and we'll do prime time from there and it'll be a great time. Tomorrow on the radio show, we'll have Ramon Foster who played for the Steelers, of course, was a, uh, was a University of Tennessee standout and then played 11 years for Pittsburgh. He'll be on my radio show tomorrow. We'll have Ron Slay because Tennessee basketball squares off here in Nashville against Memphis at Bridgestone Arena. That's going to be a lot of fun. And Ron Slay is insane about how bad Penny Hardaway is as a coach. So that'll be a great time. And then Coach Mack. Coach Mack's going to join us in the noon hour to break down the X's and O's of the Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that'll be a great time. Make sure you're hanging out with us on the radio show, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. If you don't listen to the radio show live, that's okay. We've got a podcast that you can subscribe to or follow uh, along with on Spotify or or Apple Podcasts. It's real easy. It's called The Buck Rising Show, just as you see my name spelled there. And while you're in the mood for podcasts, go ahead and check out the install with Greg Cosell. And if you want one more podcast, the 615 Sessions comes out tomorrow. It's John Glennon from Sports Illustrated and John Burton from News Channel 5. John and John on the pod tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, we'll do it again Sunday night on A to Z Sports Pro.